Welcome to Mutiny Radio. This is Pam Tastic's Comedy Clubhouse, and we've had a comedy catastrophe. Uh, so once the ambulance leaves, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. As soon as there's verification that our friend is not dead, I swear to God, we are going to give you one round of a chuckle buster laugh fest if I've ever had one. Hot damn. We got good times coming, people. Hang in there, listen to the music, and wait for the tragedy to end. All right, goodbye. Goodbye.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the sad bus has left. Our friend's going to live. And the party is going to rage on like a Pokemon in heat. All right, we're not going to stop until the balls start flying. And they're going to start flying in five minutes, people. Five minutes. You better hold on to your whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge because we are bringing to you a hot batch of entertainment. We were supposed to have four comics tonight. One of them went away in the ambulance. We got two. So that's what we're dealing with. That's how we're rolling it. Five minutes, people. can't abide by that method this time. As long as Derek Carr and Jack Del Rio and uh, you know so many other great players are you know Khalil Mack. As long as these guys are involved, I will be cheering on the silver and black. Now Carr has shown himself to be bigger than the game. Helping police find a missing girl, helping stranded motorists, ingratiating himself into the Bay Area community at large, he has made me a lifelong fan. And I end my talkie talk tonight reading the letter he wrote to, to us Raiders fans. As I sit here, I see a vote that takes the Raiders to Las Vegas. I am overwhelmed with emotion. I don't know how we should feel. I feel the pain of our fans, Oakland. I also see the joy on the faces of our new fans in Las Vegas. As players, we will show up and give everything we have. We will compete and we will do our best to bring out a championship to the entire Raider Nation. While I am from California and would have loved playing in Oakland my whole career, I understand the business side of the NFL. It affects us all. Oakland, our team loves you. And my family and I love you. 
we will be resilient and we will stay together because that's what true Raiders do. We are loyal even when it's hard. We stick together. Comedy Clubhouse, hosted by Steve Poggi while she's out of town in Mexico. And holy shit, do we have stories for her when she gets back? Uh, so, like here, like to get, let me. I need you to understand something. I am in town for 15 days. I lived in San Francisco for five years. I moved away a year ago. I'm back in town. Pam, the director of the station, who also does this weekly showcase, is out of town. She's on vacation. So I'm staying at her house. I'm taking care of her cat, which is weird. It's got to have a raw egg scrambled up for it every night. So I'm fucking Kitty Chef. I'm out there fucking making it happen, making Kitty's purr and dreams come alive. And then I work. I have this old job that I used to work at that Pam's boyfriend works at. So it was like, hey, I'll be out of town. Maybe Steve can come in and fill in. He'll be out here anyway. They're like, sure, come along. So I'm there. I'm the construction expert. Uh, today, we had a problem other than the sirens going off in the distance. And that was a water main. A guy drilled and poked a hole in it. So even though it was a very tiny, small hole, it was spraying water out. I, like I said, I'm a construction wizard. So I immediately secured a tampon. And I put it over that hole. I locked it into place. I stopped the leak. Good idea. Bad idea was running around all the female co- co-workers being like, hey, you got a lady cork? We got a, we got a leak we got to solve. But in case you're wondering, if you, ever, if you ever get shot in San Francisco, you're supposed to put a tampon in the bullet wound to stop the bleeding. Swear to God. A little frontier medicine from your old buddy Steve. So here, I'm in San Francisco. I'm putting tampons over holes. I had a show before this show. I did a show that had free beer at an athletic sporting goods store. Because nothing says drinking beer and comedy like buying some athletic equipment. Am I right? Like by the time I was done with my set, I sold three basketballs and a softball mitt. Like I was all over that shit. And then I came here to which what I thought was going to be another normal day at mutiny. That's the sad part. An ambulance showing up and taking away a patron. Par for the course. 
That means the party's getting good. So yeah, if, if you're listening out there, uh, in Missouri, I'm, I'm living in Missouri now. I got a lot of people from Missouri. We're here. Well, we're taking down the video evidence. We don't know. Uh... Yeah, this is... we had to move the chairs. So that, like, put it this way, this guy had a seizure. One of the comics that was booked on the showcase had to jam his wallet into his mouth to keep him from biting off of his tongue. And even though that looms over our heads, we are here on a Friday night, hell or high water, to perform the Pam Benjamin Comedy Clubhouse. I believe there's a song involved. Does anybody know the lyrics? So, did you, can you lead us off? Comedy. Comedy. It's Pam's place where she does comedy. Da 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 da. Cha. Werenberg. 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 So, we sang the song. One of our comics saved a life. I mean, you're not even seeing comics now. You're seeing fucking heroes. <laughs> Straight up San Francisco, 21st Street heroes. They don't wear capes. They might. They're a little weird. But they, I don't think they do. They wear suits. Because, you know, tech industry. Got to blend in. I didn't, I didn't realize how crazy it was to be in San Francisco when I was here for not even four hours and there was a woman peeing in the middle of the street. Just just pants down, peeing. Like, according to the rules of Louis C.K., I was sexually assaulted. <laughs> Six hours into being here. And I had to lie to myself. I was like, you know what? Maybe she's making kombucha. Maybe that's what she's doing. She's got her synergy going. She's getting the brickleberry formula. Hey, even the door... Oh, fuck. Jesus. But I did move. I moved... It was a very unexpected move. I was living out here, and I got a phone call that my mom that lives in Missouri got leukemia. So I did just pack my van full of all my shit and then just buck over there. And it was the most nerve-wracking drive of my life. I drive a green van that's beat up with California plates. Like, I was terrified the police were going to pull me over because they were thinking I was trafficking weed. Because I was trafficking weed. Like, you know, a little comedy pays. I don't want to do this horse shit forever. I want to retire. That was my 421 OK package right there. I want to live, live somewhere sunny. You guys can still leave. Uh, the, the reason why the gate shut is that indicates that we are now engaged in a private event. Yeah, now that means that it, it's private. We're not open to the public. We're going to make you laugh, motherfuckers. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Saw? <laughs> well, when you wake up, you better recall it. <laughs> it's inside the dog. It's a lie. We're all dogs. That's the guy that saved somebody's life. Round of applause for Tim, the life-saving pizza. Saving lives. I, I don't want to talk, I, I really want to talk about that story, but I won't because you're going to come up here and you're going to talk about it. So I don't want to steal, I'll just steal your lightning. Oh, really? Well, oh, we're going to get Jenny Jones in this motherfucker then. 
So, Tim, you saw a man on the ground, and he was shaking. Did you see him, like, stand and then go down, or was he down when you arrived on the scene? And then did he stop or was he shaking all the way up? His head was swelling up and his eyeballs were dilating. He looked like a cartoon for a while. Could you give me a happy note to end this story? <laughs> He's not going to show up tomorrow with no teeth. Like, where's the wallet guy? All right. I'm selling that same weird smoke after the show. Uh, the station's got dues we got to pay. You know, if you wanted to live your life like a martini and get shooken up, I have the gateway to. Well, we hope he's all right. Because he's got to work here next Friday, God damn it. We... We don't have to use our call-in person. <laughs> they hate it when you call them in. I paged nine people. My favorite part of the night. Let's have a favorite part of the night. Is, uh, <laughs> sirens are blaring, like there's blood everywhere. I'm trying to wipe blood off my shit, and some Well, who books the crises? <laughs> you book the crisis. Well, you know, gang, I think it's uh, pretty clear here that uh, there's a lesson to be learned out of all of this. And, uh, you know, if you're going to smoke weird stuff, do it at Mutiny Radio outside of the property. <laughs> Because that ambulance was here. You guys showed up. You're like, something's going on. This is the place to be. We are like the Viper Room of the Mission District. That's what we are. You can feel safe. You know, you know who the real enemy here is at Mutiny Radio? It's yourself. It's yourself. It's never like that, actually. There's a lot of... Uh, no alcohol ruse. We had to convert from public attendance to private party. We're like a weird Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> What's the grand prize we could win? A trip in an ambulance. That's all we got. I See, I, I was at the, the sports place where they gave you free beer, and I drank five beers in an hour, which is sad because I was trying for seven and I just gave up and put one in my pocket and left. But, you know, you can't always win. Just like in Missouri, like the big thing out there is the airplane bottles of liquor, right? The little ones you get in the airplane. They have bins at gas stations, huge bins for like a dollar of honey wild turkey or maybe I said that dyslexic. Fucking whatever you want for a dollar. But the only problem is slow down with your addictions. All right, let's just take it one problem at a time. <laughs>
Well, I'll dim it. Here, this this plays in. You can listen. This this is why I fucking hate these things. You're you're out, right? Your family's around. You're like, oh, my stomach's hurting. I gotta go to the bathroom, right? Because you gotta have a story, right? This is, this is how to seize 101, right? You need a story. Man, it's stuffy in here. I need some air. And you go outside, right? And like, really? I need to hear my sorrows drowning? Like, I don't... It's like a weird... Because you associate it with victory, but you're still losing. It's like Mario Kart and you got the blue shell, but you're still in last place. Like... I'm winning and losing at the same time. And it, and I drank a lot of these things. I went out to Missouri. I drive a green van with a silver bumper and a silver fender because I hit a deer so hard it cut my radiator cap in half. And I got out to look at it because I'm a curious person by nature. I want to see what kind of damage I did. And I get out there and the deer's on the ground and his brain is leaking out of his head. And you would think if something's brain was leaking out of its head, it'd be pretty quiet. But this asshole's out there in the middle of the night just, eh, eh, eh. I'm like, your brain's out of your head. I can't help you. Like, like, what do you want me to fucking do? Like, if you broke your ankle, I could split it. I've seen Homeward Bound. I could fix you up. But your brain's out of your head. I don't have glue sticks. I don't shop at Target. Like, what am I supposed to fucking... And I tell that story to people in California, and they're like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. The deer is ruined, but I am okay. <laughs> and then I tell that story to people in Missouri, and they're like, did you keep them? Like, no. Why would I keep a deer without a brain? What am I... <laughs> sit him on my couch and introduce him to my friends? Like, hey, guys, this is gumbo. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take pictures with kids and Santa hats and make money come Christmas time. And I didn't have any bookings when I moved out there. Like, I do comedy, like, full-time. This is how I pay for everything. Three months, I had nothing. So I had to look into getting a regular job. You know how hard it is to get a regular job when you don't have any usable skills? I make people in dark rooms laugh. Like, well, that's great if you're a glory hole entrepreneur. Congratulations. <laughs> this, is, this is what we're looking for. It's like a clown sucking your dick. He makes you laugh and you giggle. Right? And then now here in San Francisco, it's easy to get a regular job because there's all these alternative work ideas. Drink a beer at the job. Smoke a joint in the parking lot. If you sign up now, we'll give you the first 90 days with free tokens to the meditation slash jerk-off booth to get out your aggression. <laughs> Too much white privilege? Give us a little bit. We'll milk you clean, Daisy. Can't have you making calls if you're ornery. And in Missouri, they have nothing. They have nothing attractive. You go to a job in Missouri, they're like, we got a lot of hours. Like, oh, fuck, that sounds horrible. Like, like, how many hours? You want 65 hours? Like, no, why would I ever want, like, is this like a prison chain gang? Like, what, six, what if I just came in and I said hi to everybody? Would you just buy me a Big Mac and we'll call it even? Like, we just, we'll just cut off all of our losses. I don't like I tried to think of things that I used to do like I used to deliver pizza like years and years ago and I had to resign <laughs> I did I was showing up so high I forgot the food it was a problem just ringing doorbells like are you guys the Johnsons I'll be back in 10 minutes uh, just 
We have a lot of prank orders. We got weird belly-to-belly verification system here. It'll be hot. What are you crying for? It'll be hot. You got cheesy bread, right? We're good. We're good. And then, but I was out there and I'm drinking all these airplane bottles, so I'm going fucking psychotic. And in my psychosis, I was like, you know, if you want to get rich in today's world, you got to make an app, right? I'm gonna that, that's what I'm, I'm gonna make a fucking app. I'm gonna make an app. How hard could it be to make an app? Pretty fucking hard. You got to learn other languages and shit. I couldn't make an app. I could steal somebody else's app. Like I could do like Airbnb and bring it. Right? Well, we got a discounted room, but two people show up for it. They got a fist fight to see who gets the discount, right? You get knocked out. You ain't staying at my mom's house, pussy. You're leaving. You go to the Red Roof Inn and get you some bed bugs, motherfucker. That's $45. We were 20. Suck on that value. I, I, I got it through. It's weird because it's ups and downs. Like you have this huge slam kind of crash moment and then you have the peak up moment. My peak up moment was that I, I ran into a girl that I dated seven years ago. It was the most beautiful girl I've ever dated my entire life. But I was a weird comic and I was like, you're holding me back from my art, right? And then we, we broke up and now I'm like, dude, the art betrayed me. Fuck the art. I don't, I don't care about the art. The art was a lie. Much like the cake, it was a lie. And so then we start hanging out, right? And we start hooking up. But we're drinking all the time. Like, we're at bars and we're not at bars. She's got the airplane bottles, but she's got, like, a grocery bag full of them. Like, like she's a distributor, apparently. Like, she's just giving to me. I'm driving, shooting fireball. I don't give a fuck, right? I'm out of my fucking head. Crazy. And we're having crazy sex. And I don't mean that in, like, a bragging sense. I mean that from a motivational standpoint. All right? Because I smoke two packs of cigarettes a day, and I drink whiskey, and I live my life in fear of steps. But on that day, we had sex seven times because I believed in myself. All right, you gotta fight through the pain. You gotta be like Nike and just do it, All right? And it's hot, it's heavy, it's crazy, right? But I like it, I'm, I'm fucking into crazy. Let's go crazy. Let's just go fucking crazy. We went too crazy, I didn't hear from her for two days. <laughs> I text her, I call her, nothing. And then I get a call from her and she's like, hey, I'm in the hospital. And I'm like, did you get hit by like a bus? Like what happened? Why are you, why are you in the hospital? <laughs> what were you doing? We were supposed to drink and have sex. What are you doing in the hospital? Like, and she's like, I think we need to meet up and talk. And I'm like, you're fucking right we do. Let's, let's call a huddle, right? And let's, let's meet and discuss this. And then it turned out, honest to God, true story. She had tried to kill herself. She had tried to hang herself. Like true, 100% real life story. She spent 48 hours under observation and she couldn't call me. And that's, that's a dark and heavy thing to have to go through. And as a comedian, that's my challenge to try to make that funny. So I'm like, how do I make that funny? Well, I can tell you first off, out of 33 years of dating somebody, uh, I've never been sat down and given the whole, it's not you, it's me, speech, and fucking believe them. Like, yeah, it is not me, it is you. A lot of yous. And I'm like, I'm like, what happened? She's like, I tried to hang myself. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, what you, how did you survive that? Like, did you cut yourself down or like wiggle out of it? Like, like a lot of people are dying from hanging themselves. How could, 
And she was like, no, my husband found me. I'm like, we're learning a lot about each other today. Just a lot. You got any more of those airplane bottles? I'd like, yeah, I don't care if it's Olive Garden. And you go, you go through so many series of horrible things that you have to deal with, right? Like, just fuck you. This is what you have to deal with now, right? I had nothing going on. I'm at my mom's house. I sold all the weed. I'm just sitting there, right? I watched everything on Netflix, everything. I watched The Secret on Netflix, which is I call my low point, was The Secret. When you have nothing going on, it feels very ambitious. Like, I could do this. Right? Like, I've watched it. It's all about, if you believe it, it could happen. I believed that I could win the Powerball. I saw myself winning the Powerball. I went in and bought a ticket knowing I was going to win the Powerball. The drawing came up. Bam! Sure as shit, I hit the fucking Powerball. None of the other numbers, just the Powerball. You got to really verbalize your dreams people you got to really like mla format you got to put them out there double spaced the universe does not have time for your bullshit and it's 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 missouri so it's it's small town and when out here if you run into an x you're at like a bar or a nightclub or something right or the fucking iphone release right or whatever fucking <laughs> Maybe you're really waiting on the 27 down here, right, or whatever, but you run into them in the Midwest. Anytime you run into your ex, it's at Walmart. Like, that's where you run, because everyone goes to Walmart. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, I need, you know, hangers. The next thing you know, you're buying furniture. Some guy sold you a weird car that might not work. Like, you're just buying shit. And I hear, hey, Steve, and there's one of my exes, right? And it's, it's the weird ex, because it's the ex that we had to break up because the sex was too weird. Like, she had to sit me down, and she's like, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, all right, you have a penis. I knew this was coming. You're a, f you're a triathlete. You got a six-packs. I thought that would decrease the boobs. That's okay. You know what? I like you for who you are. We can work through And she's like, I like really rough sex. And I'm like, oh, yeah. No, I'll fucking rough you up. You know, i fucking bonk you around. All right, give you the old fucking one-two. And she was like, no, like I mean, like, really, like, like, I like to be choked during sex. And I'm like, ah, oh, I like to drink till I black out. Like, I don't want to wake up next to a dead body. Like, it's one thing to call an ambulance to mutiny radio. It's another thing to call it, you know, to Cleveland Street or whatever. And then she was like, well, just next time, you know, we're having sex. If I say, hey, let's go, like, I really want you to. And I'm like, all right. And it was, it, it was the most pathetic strangulation you've ever seen in your life. I was terrified. I've never like strangled another human being with the hopes that they survived it. Like every, I've only strangled two people and I wanted to fucking kill them. That's why I was strangling them. Not to like pretend like, hey, we're having a good time. Like not, like, and she, she was like, do it, do it. I'm like, oh God, oh, oh boy, oh, are you all right? Two hands, oh boy. But that was just like the lead off and it got crazy. She spit in my mouth. What? Like an OJ spit? Why would I spit? Hit me in the face. I can't believe this is happening. I don't want to do this. You don't even have insurance. I got big hands. I don't want to do this. 
It's crazier. Stick that gerbil in my ear. We don't have rodents. Why would we have rodents in the bedroom? And then there I am in fucking the electronics section of Walmart. Just me and fucking, you know, Aunt Fester. <laughs> Her new boyfriend walked up and I was like, oh boy. If only he knew that I knew that she knew that I knew that someone in her family molested her, then I'd have an awkward Thanksgiving. Nobody would want extra gravy, I can tell you that. When in doubt, gravy out. It was weird, right when I moved to St. Louis, it was right when there was some police action going on. A police officer was being tried because he had killed an African-American citizen uh, while he was on duty, and he brought his own AK-47 from home. It was, yeah, it's, that's the truth. Like, it was like show and tell at the police department. And he was like, fuck it, I saw Rambo last night, load me in, and he, he killed this guy. And they, there was a ton of protests. There was protests for like 23 days straight all over the place with police like blockading. Like it was, it was a tough time if you were protesting, you know, for equal rights among humans. And it was a tough time if you had a family member that was a police officer. But it was a wonderful time if you were drinking and driving because nobody was on the streets. Like it was just you. Like... I know they say one man can make a difference, but I mean, when you swerve into that other lane casually and you're like, thank God no one else is dumb enough to do this. It's just, but it's Missouri. So there's a lot of long, straight, flat roads that nobody else is on. That's where you should drink and drive. Right, not in San Francisco. You can't drink and drive in San Francisco. We got hills, one-way streets. We got those fucking Asian people pulling those things, right? Just fucking walking out. They don't give a fuck. They're rolling the dice, yin and yang, motherfucker. Who's coming up today? And I don't know what's in those bags. I think it's human teeth. I think it's like a weird, like that's that's how they make that duck sauce. And they're out there and they're fucking wheeling it. And I love those people. Right? Otherwise, in San Francisco, who else has fireworks? Nobody. <laughs> Tell you what, George doesn't have fireworks. He got, he got hauled away in an ambulance. Yeah, his fireworks went out. He had to fucking outsource his company. Yeah. He had to go to China. Are you guys tired of my shit yet? Can I stop? Is that okay? Let's just, let's stop. Let's take a breather. We got, we got... Two out of four funny-ass comedians coming up here tonight. Yeah, let's, let's clap for them. There's six of us. This is less of a comedy show and more of a slumber party. So let's, let's, let's not tuck into our sleeping bags just yet, gang. All right, we've, we've got a comic coming to the stage who puts the hilarity and disparity, and God damn it, she brought her toolbox tonight. Please, ladies and gentlemen, nice round of applause for my good buddy, Ruby Gill, right here. Ruby! Yeah! Give it up for Steve Poggi, you guys. Bringing us together during this difficult moment. So much has happened. I love Steve. Steve is uh, the original angry white guy, you know? Fuck yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm into it, man. It's good. I honestly feel like maybe on some level we're meant to be together because I've only been choked in bed because somebody else has wanted it. And every single time that happens, this is exactly my reaction. Just, just a little... That's all. That, this is all they're doing. They're not even there yet. Just a little on the throat. <laughs> Just give them what they want early, you know? That's why you don't fake your orgasm like 45 minutes into sex, right? You do it much sooner. Get it out of the way. Get them on the road. You guys been having a good week, though, other than that ambulance scare? Yeah. <laughs> It's been a good time. It's the holiday season. That's been good. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah? Yeah. A little bit. No? Yeah? Yeah. Me too. Had to hang out with my parents. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, 36 years, you know, married. That's great. And arranged and deranged and all of it. It's great. It's great. It's great. Uh, I got to watch them argue for 45 minutes over how to peel an orange. <laughs> yeah. You might be asking yourself, God, who won that one? We all lost. That's how that one went. Is this thing even working? It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're a humble crowd in a small, nice area. Oh my goodness. I, uh, I've had a pretty good week because uh, actually I got recognized recently. Woo, woo, woo. Oh, yeah, felt good, you know? I was walking down the street, a stranger came up to me, said, hey, don't I know you from somewhere? Said, I don't know, uh, do you enjoy comedy in and around the Bay Area? Primarily at a laundromat, no? You've been kicked out too, what? Uh, he said, no. <laughs> so I said, fine then, buddy, where do you know me from? And he said, weren't you at the Embarcadero BART station five memorial days ago, vomiting your brains out? <laughs> I said, hey, old friend, thanks for recognizing me. Felt good about myself. Oh, felt so good. Felt so good. And that's what I need. I need a nice ego boost. Because we're about to be in the Christmas season. Ooh, that's a confusing time, you know? All kinds of rules and shit we have to abide by. Be nicer to children. <laughs> oh, and th this one, this is the best scam ever. Mistletoe. Mistletoe, you guys. Mistletoe in 2017? Uh, I don't believe mistletoe means consent, people. All right? Let's ditch the meaning of that plant right there. Let's give it out as a corsage or something next year. <laughs> Repurpose it. I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting time. I, I actually I am I have been living here for 13 years in San Francisco, uh, which is the longest that anyone in my family has stayed in one place by their own choice. So uh, you know I'm having a good time. I like San Francisco. You know you can have all kinds of experiences. You can go out to the corner. Grab a little smoky with somebody, see somebody get hauled off in an ambulance, you know. <laughs> Just like run into like a like a, a one night stand, you know? Avoid eye contact. 
because I was into that, ooh, you know, <laughs> kind of rough. But it's definitely, uh, there's a lot more happening than uh, where I grew up. I grew up in a small town on the border of Mexico and California, where every kiss begins with gay. <laughs> it's true. People ask me the weirdest questions all the time. Whoa, Mexico and California, the border. Did you uh, see a donkey show? I'm like, yeah, they were my best friends of donkeys. No, I never saw a donkey show, guys. I was the donkey show. No, I, I'm just kidding, no. I, you know, no, it, it is a great place. People do ask me, though, you know, you lived on the border, Mexico and California. Where'd your local news come from? And I always love to give the same disappointing answer. Arizona, yeah. <laughs> That's how little we mattered. <laughs> It's a good, great place, though. You know, when you're a dreamer in a small town, you're always imagining so many things, losing yourself in a moment. Uh, my favorite place to dream was uh, on the one road out of town, the road of hopes and dreams. I, uh, there was always these beautiful billboards, you know, all over, you know. And there's this one that always sticks in my mind. It had all these gorgeous flowers all over it, you know. And in big, bold letters, it just read chlamydia. <laughs> it's not a flower. Kind of confusing, right? I mean, here you got a picture of all these beautiful flowers, a word that suspiciously looks like a flower, but no dice. No flowers here, folks. Just STDs. Ooh, yeah. Being the inquisitive child I was, I'd always ask my mom, Mom, if chlamydia is not a flower, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> and she'd give the same playful answer each time. She'd uh, put her foot on the gas and say nothing! <laughs> Probably should have told me, Mom. Probably should have told me. Yeah. Oh, but you know, being an adult, guys, what a, a drag. <laughs> And I'm not talking about the fun ones with makeup and wigs. I'm talking about the sad kind. I hate being an adult. It totally sucks. There's all these problems you gotta solve. How am I gonna pay this bill by this date? You know, how do I solve that lingering chlamydia? It's all just a fucking huge ass deal. And I'm not into it. You know, I'm 31. All my friends say to me, Ruby, everything is happening. 31, come on. Everything is happening. I'm like, yeah, in other people's lives. <laughs> I just get to sit back and watch and judge my two fave things, you know? Like one of my friends got engaged this year. Clappa, clappa, wow. You know, you ever want to know how to do that? Uh, you just dole out enough uh, ultimatums and you'll accept some proposals, you know? <laughs> It's a little tip from me to you guys in case you're trying to lock something down. Uh, but, you know, it's an interesting time. She, she asked me to be her maid of honor for her wedding. What a, what a delight. Uh, she's a pretty dramatic person, so she got down on one knee and handed me a box of photos of what you wanted her wedding to look like, you guys. Yeah. Did you know you could just print Pinterest, uh, Pinterest pages on glossies, guys? It's beautiful. <laughs> Lights in the sky, flower crowns, mason jars. 
beautiful. Like I'd never been to a wedding before. Oh, okay. That's what you want. You know, she's a pretty crafty person. She decided to do her wedding on the cheap, made the rest of us pay for it. Such an honor. Really into that one. So good. But man, so many weddings. I went to four weddings this year, you guys. Four. You know? You know what's the worst part? The reception. Yeah. All these dilfs, you can't make eye contact in case something goes south, you know? (laughs) It's pretty hard, you know? And then you're also hanging out with all your friends, you know? You're seeing them. You're going, oh my God, that's a new girlfriend. He got a hotter girlfriend than his last girlfriend? Dude, Pete is peaking right now. And I definitely peaked like three boyfriends ago or, you know, seven years ago. Everything sucks, you know? Then the inevitable questions come in. Oh, Ruby, where's your plus one? Where's your bow? You know? Always have a fun time answering that one. Oh, you know, he's at home. He's working at home. Sounds like a Canadian, made-up Canadian boyfriend, doesn't it, you guys? It sounds like a big lie. I know, I know, I know what I sound like, I know. But I do have a boyfriend who works from home. Uh, You can't supervise him. He's going to do a lot of stuff, but he'll get the job done. Because I am dating an iRobot Roomba vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I have been let down by humans too many times, okay? I am in the most substantial, real relationship where I can depend on something for the first time ever. We found love in a spotless place, all right? And that's where I intend to be. Thank you to the two Rihanna fans. (laughs) I know that that was sad, okay? I realize that that was a very sad thing that I just told. So I want to make you guys feel a little bit better. Because I also got lucky recently. Woo! Yeah! Let's give it up for some casual, protected, consensual sex, you guys. Yeah! Few new adjectives. Same great time. Yeah. Consent, baby. It can happen. Oh, but it was so fun. I don't know. I, I, it, it happened for me the same way that it probably happens for you guys, you know? Get some drinks in you. Go to the bar. Get some more drinks in you. Start making eyes from across the room, you know? Lock in on a pair finally. You start eye-fucking each other. Ooh, steamy. You know? Sends a drink over to you. Ooh, hot. You know? You rub shoulders a little bit, have light conversation. Something jars you. Once he said, I've only tried that once. Ooh, spicy. (laughs) You guys know how that night ended, right? Yeah, I did some dirty things. I titty fucked a microwaveable burrito that night, you guys. Woo! Do you know you can just lay down and eat? Oh. Don't even have to dirty a plate. Which is pretty good because I never have clean plates in the house. You can't ask a Roomba to do everything, you guys, because you can only clean the floor. 
You wanted me to tell a story about San Francisco that was sad, right? <laughs> I mean, everything I just said was obviously sad, but you wanted me specifically to tell a story of San Francisco. Tell it. All right. Um, do you guys know where Grace Cathedral is? Yeah, it's nice. A uh, few years ago, I was dating a guy that was super fun. You know, uh, he was a huge fucking nerd. <laughs> so I ran that shit good, you know. So easy, so easy to run a, a guy like that. You know, and when you're a 35-year-old man who's decided to start learning how to skateboard, you need a place to do it, <laughs> you know. And uh, so we would walk over to Grace Cathedral all the time, and, uh, you know, he would fall on a skateboard, and I would hold in laughter, and it was a beautiful relationship that I had with this man. And it ended, and, uh, you know, giving up control like that when you finally figured out to stop fucking the hot guys who were going to disappoint you. Anyway, that was hard, you know? It was hard to lose somebody I'd settled on. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. I walked by Grace Cathedral maybe about three months later, and I just started feeling that like hot feeling in my face, the like sunken feeling after you feel a gut punch that didn't happen. And I knew I was going to start crying pretty soon. And I only cry on transportation in public, okay? <laughs> Everything else happens in private. I'm a lady. <laughs> and as I felt the, the, the tears just, just welling in my eyes, bless you, bless you. Sorry, the dog either farted or sneezed. Thank you for punctuating a setup. All right. Um, <laughs> I saw a man, just a, some random stranger, well-dressed, hugging a signpost and making out with it. And I thought, and I knew that after that day, that you can lose the things you love in San Francisco, but just fall in love with an inanimate object. You know, you're gonna get a lot of stability. They're gonna still be there. And, you know, at least some of us have survived gentrification. You know, that's a good thing, I guess, right? Light note. That's right. That's nice, you know. Thank you guys so much for listening. I, I, I really do appreciate it, you know, because thank you. Yeah, because I, I'm, I'm just a girl standing in front of a microphone wishing it was a Nestle drumstick. Have a great night, you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, Ruby Gill, everybody give it up for Ruby. This is officially private party status. If you were listening to this and you want to come down to the station, too fucking bad. It's private party. You get to drink two quarters. Of the, I drink a quarter of that tall can. You get two quarters. I get the last quarter. The best quarter. Um, dude. Not you. You're all right. We just had Ruby up here and your dog dry heaved. That's what we're looking like. It's one thing to make an audience laugh, but when you make a dog dry heave, you know you are on to something. That little eh. Do one of the moments of my life's 
is uh, I was engaged to be married. All right, don't judge me. I was 18, living in the middle of nowhere. Not a whole lot going on. I wanted to feel like an adult. I wasn't going to go to college. Bam, put a ring on the poo tang, right? Well, we shared a car, uh, which is a nice way of me saying I didn't have a car. And <laughs> she bought a 2002 Kia Rio, and that's what I was using for my pizza delivery. No, but it's stick shift. It is that old. And the best part was is she worked at a daycare across town, right? Taking care of little children's lives and developing them, right? And I'm delivering pizza to fucking losers, right? <laughs> so obviously I need the car. And my buddy was going to go pick her up from the daycare, take her to our shared apartment. Uh, which I did pay half the rent. That's why I was delivering pizza, right? But then the problem was is he never showed up. And I'm working across town, and I'm like, well, I'll take this next run, and then I'll say, fuck it, and I'll go get her. They gave me a run that ended up at the furthest, farthest, most point away from where she was currently located at. We're talking 45-minute drive on a 20-minute pizza run. I got to think outside the box, right? So I drop my three pizzas off. I end up in no man's land. As I'm coming back, it starts to rain, and we enter into developmental property. A lot of construction going on. You know what construction has? A lot of mud. So I pulled over to the side of the road. The water had been backing up at this point, and I dove headfirst into a mud puddle. I started throwing it all over me, all over my face. I took some out. I put it on the back fender and the back wheel well. I didn't say shit to Pizza Hut, right? I just went right, picked her up. I'm sitting on a pizza bag. I look like a fucking swamp thing. And she's like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, some guy ran me off the road. He wouldn't even help me out. Like, I had to get behind the car and push while the guy I delivered pizza to got in there and started the car. And then we drove away. But at the last second, I pushed too far and it kicked mud all over me. And I got us out of that. And now I'm here. And she's like, that's fucking insane. This is a brand new car. You can't fucking drive this car anymore, Steve. What the fuck? This is a and I'm like, oh, no, this it's not what really happened. That's just what I got to tell my boss. And I wanted to run it past you first to make sure it sounded like a good idea. So we get to Pizza Hut and she's not talking to me anymore. And I walk into Pizza Hut because I've always been an actor on the inside, right? Whether I got pulled over and I had to act like I didn't have drugs, right? Or if I wasn't drunk, like I've been acting. So I went in there, and I put on my fucking William Shakespeare Hamlet performance. I threw the bag down, and I was like, this is insane. The people we deliver pizzas to are assholes. I've been stuck on the side of the road for 45 minutes. Fuck you. I'm going home. Right? And I'm covered in mud. And they were like, all right, fucking Steve's had a bad day. Let's just let him go. Like, I, we don't know what happened. It seems serious. Right? Just let him go. And they were fine with it. The girlfriend wouldn't let me drive the car no more. I had to buy a 2003 Ford Taurus for $200. <laughs> so it ran great, right? Like this thing was such a piece of shit. The driver's side panel fell off. And so in doing that, it malfunctioned the electronics. So the back windows wouldn't roll down and they were always locked. It was like a cop car kind of. Like, I had to let you out like I was the chauffeur. 
And during the summertime, I'd put my foot on the door and I would drive with the window open because it had no air. It was $200. I was hoping Aldo would dry heave and he didn't. He didn't. You know, sometimes you just, you shoot for the stars and you hit the moon. So I think we'll just go ahead. We'll bring up our next comedian uh, in this ambulance jamboree. Uh, we got we get we actually we have two more special guests that are going to be stopping by here. Luckily, I made some phone calls, made some plans. They don't they're not paramedics, so don't panic. All right, they're they're just regular comics. Uh, and this guy is a regular comic, except for the side of the fact that he's got this dog that's on stage and he saved a man's life. Please welcome Timothy the Hero Pizza. All right, let's give it up for Steve. Oh, God, I'm so terrified of women. I mean, it's like you get on Facebook. They busted fucking Rain Man. Like, Rain Man fucking is a rapist. Have you seen They just busted Dustin Hoffman now. He's a fucking weird pervert. Yeah, Garrison Keillor. I don't know who that is. I took two seconds and looked at a webpage. He looks like fucking Mr. Rogers. I don't know. He has a show called a Little House on the Prairie, and fucking, he's a rapist too. I'm going through every conversation I've ever had with every woman in my life. It's like, I hear myself in my head saying these dirty things like, oh, would you like sugar with your coffee? I'm fucking Charles Manson. When, when's the hashtag Timothy Pizza Me Too coming out? I'm fucking, it stresses me the fuck out. You know, you know what I do when I get stressed out? I turn to animals. Because, have you guys ever paid attention to a turtle? I close the door, my little turtle boy. Like a turtle's a happy creature. He just floats around. He's swimming around so happy. Like... If you turn on Animal Planet and you learn about turtles, it's really good for your mental health because, like, like, you never fucking see a turtle just, like, fucking flip over a table and start choking his fucking wife. Like, a turtle's not going to do that. No. He goes in his shell and he internalizes everything. He internalizes it. It was a really long way to go for a pun, but fuck you guys. I saved a man's life tonight. <laughs> so, I'm at home yesterday, and I hear the most disgusting noise I've ever heard in my life. It's like, it's like a burp going through a vomit and like a shit at the same time. It's like, and I'm like, I know it's the dog. I know he got into something. I know a little motherfucker. He's got like a spot on the floor and there's, I walk over and there's just like shit and vomit pouring out of the dog. Like, and I can't have kids. I, I unfortunately, I can't have kids. Like, I, you know, and it's like, the dog is just fucking, fucking pouring out of every orifice. And like, I want to help the dog because he's sick. I don't know what he got into. I don't know what he fucking, but what do I do? What do I fucking do? I start throwing up on the dog. It's like, it's, it's like a fucking Escher painting. 
Like, I'm throwing up on the dog, the dog's throwing up every, it's like, this is why I can't have kids. This is, this is why. Like, I can't fucking, like, I know each and every one of you, your dad fucking barfed all over your baby ass and just fucking held you up by your foot into a sink or like a hose and was just like, because I'm a man, and I know that's, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I would do, because, like, I, I can't deal, like, I can barely deal with a fucking chihuahua. Like, and you want to put me responsible for human life? I can't even talk to women anymore, because I'll be a rapist somehow. Me and Mr. Rogers and fucking the Pope. I, I don't... I'm sorry, that's so out of care. I mean, it's, I'm terrified of every conversation I've ever had with every woman now. Somebody please just tell me I'm not a rapist. <laughs> because I mean, I, I trusted Rain Man. I trusted Rain Man so much. Like, I, I, I mean, it's like Rain Man's not a real person. But to me, he is. Um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's the little things, you know. It's, this is the day-to-day. -day. You know, you got, you live in the city, and it's like, I saw the most beautiful thing the other day. I was coming home, and I parked my car, and I get out of the carport, and I look on the fence, and there's a fat motherfucking raccoon sitting on the fence with his fat fucking belly out and his fucking raccoon legs over the fence and he's eating an apple like a human with his fucking opposable funds and he's, and he's admiring the sunset. Is this normal? Like, are fucking animals supposed to be this sentient? Like, the... You know, it's like I get an idea in my head. I'm like, maybe I can make this something beautiful. Like, maybe I can, like, get three or four of these raccoons. If I gave them like enough like Adderall and Xanax, they might listen to me and I could train them. <laughs> Do a little show. Like I could get a station wagon and <laughs> buckle them with their little seatbelts. <laughs> Just buckling them up, like pulling into the fucking McDonald's, getting the fucking chicken McDonald's. Just uh, everybody close your eyes for a second. Close your fucking eyes! Close them. Close your goddamn eyes! <laughs> and just imagine those little raccoon hands peeling back the barbecue sauce packet and dipping the nugget in there and just fucking eating it. Just, just you're welcome! And then I take him down to 6th Street and they do a little hula hoop show. He's so great. They hula hoop. Yeah, what am I thinking? This is so stupid. It's like, I don't know how to fucking hula hoop. <laughs> like, that's the part of the plan that's not going to work. Uh, oh. 
see, uh, we'll see what Rayman's got in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I got a little some science facts for you guys. So, uh, you guys know about animal groupings, right? Like, uh, scientists are usually got boring shit going on, but apparently... They get a little artistic with this one. Animal groupings. Like three or more animals gets a cool name. Like three or more raccoons is a gaze. That's poetic because motherfucker got the little banded eyes and they're looking at you. They're gazing. Three or more giraffes is a tower. Three or more uh, crows is a murder. Three or more bros is a date rape. Yeah, this one's true. Uh, three or more female geese in flight is called a gaggle. Three or more Japanese girls. It's called a giggle. That's the cutest racist joke you'll ever hear from this rapist here on stage. Me and Rain Man. Sorry, I don't mean to offend. I'm just sorry. I'm just so terrified that I did something horrible. I, I don't know. I mean, I know it's wrong. I know it's uh, it's it's bad. Was that? I don't know what I did. I feel like I did something though, because I've got so many drugs in my past where I just blacked out, where I could have said something so bizarre to somebody. Because I read the thing about Dustin Hoffman, and he got gropey, and it's disgusting. And so did Garrison Keillor. And I'm not defending any of these motherfuckers. But, like, I don't know. I, I, I read what I associate, and I associate it with myself, and then I start to feel guilty, like, for things I didn't do. I mean, <laughs> I never said I was okay in the head when I got up here. I mean, I'm covered in blood, for fucking Christ's sake. You know, I'm trying to be less approachable. Like... I don't want to talk to anybody, but at the same time, I need to get up here and do this. So, like, I am not okay. Like, this is, this is not, this is not a healthy, this is a cry for help. <laughs> um, so I almost got laid recently. Yeah, it was fucking phenomenal. I got, uh, I was at a dinner party in uh, Newport Beach. I got sat next to a real pretty girl. And, uh, you know, uh, the waiter came up. I had the best line ever. You guys can have this line. Shh. You guys can have this line. Uh, the waiter came up, and, he, and she was like, uh, would you like a... <laughs> she was like, would you like a side salad? I was like, yeah, but don't tell my real salad. <laughs> <laughs> and then next thing you know, the girl that was next to me, she was like, you know, talking to me and we're hitting it up. And then uh, cut to some rooftop bullshit party in L.A. She's touching my knee. She's touching my knee, like touching it. And she's like, you know, we're comfy. We're sort of cuddling. And she's like, do you like the new Beyonce album? I'm like, fuck, yeah, I like Beyonce. Sure. She's like, yeah, no, I don't like the new Beyonce album. This is like a long time ago because it's not the current Beyonce album. It's the other one with the Becky with the good hair. So it's like two Beyonce albums ago. But just imagine that this joke is current. Um, 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, why don't you like the Becky with the good hair thing? And she's like, well, yeah. She's like, I think it's a metaphor for black women saying that, like, they're getting dissed for white women having straight hair and, you know, this and that. And I was like, oh, God. The fuck did I get myself into? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's not right. It's not right. And you know, that's, that's not the thing. That's not the case. And she's like well, what do you mean with the Becky with the good hair? That's not the case. And I was like, well, if you'd actually listen to the fucking record, you know, it's like, I don't know how I'd come to this. Oh, God, it's been so long since I did this joke. Hold on one second. I haven't done comedy since February. Bear with me. (laughs) Ah! Where is, oh, here we go. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, she said the Becky with the crow is a cruel lyric metaphor. Uh, African-American women are being dissed for their coarse hair. And the album, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> one second, one second. <laughs> oh, and I said, uh, okay, just imagine that I didn't fumble there. And I was like... <laughs> You know, I can prove to you what's wrong here. And I was like, do you mind if I see your phone? And she's like, yeah, okay, let me see your phone. Oh, here's my phone. And uh, I take her phone, and I'm like, I'm going to scroll through your contacts. I can't believe it's come to this. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm scrolling through them, and I'm like, oh, I get to the J's. Oh, you got a Jason with the biceps. <laughs> kind of the same shit, lady. You know, like, Becky with the good hair, Jason with the biceps. Can't believe it's come to this. I don't want to pull my hair, blah, blah, blah. I'm good about to kill a bitch. Uh, uh, I hop up out of my bed. What's up, what's up, what's up? So I didn't get laid. It's like my dad always told me. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get his dick wet. So after the party, um... I went to this other party. It wasn't really a party. It was more of a bunch of creeps in a warehouse. <laughs> and uh, this guy pulls out a fucking golf ball size of some shit called Moon Rocks. Like, I know what ecstasy is. And I've, I've seen ecstasy. And I've seen cocaine. I've seen crack. I've seen, I've seen a lot of things. But this was like a golf ball size iridescent ball. I looked like if a moon snake shit something and you had it in your hand and it was glowing and like you pulled it off. It had the consistency of like fun dip. (laughs) And I'm just eating chunks of it because whatever, you know, and, you know, it tastes like gasoline. And one of my buddies comes up to me after a little while, and he's like, yo, Timmy, man, what are you doing? I was like, you know, I'm just eating this fucking moon rock shit. And he's like, how many of those have you? I mean, Skittle-sized pieces. You know, he's like, like, dude, you've eaten about nine grams. He's like, pack your fucking bags. (laughs) I'm like, fuck you, motherfucker. I'll be fine. I'll be a-okay. So I'm fucking, you know, cut to 4 a.m. I'm taking my dog out of the hotel and we're walking down the fucking hallway at the Newport Beach Marriott. Like, 
You know, I'm just walking him down the hallway and he's shaking his little dog butt and he's so happy because he's getting let out. And I'm like, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? And people are walking by going, what a cute chihuahua. And they're laughing and fucking whatever. And we go back to the fucking hotel room and I'm laying on the bed and I got my feet up on the bed and I'm looking at the ceiling on all the faces in the asbestos and I'm like, my dog is in Concord. Timothy Pizza. His volume machine here writes in front of Timothy Pizza. Timothy, hold on before you leave. You didn't tell us your most San Francisco story. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a long time ago. So one time we had DMT in the mission, and me and my buddy were trying to sneak out to smoke DMT, and um, this crackhead thought we had crack because you smoke DMT out of a crack pipe. Um, and uh, we couldn't get this crackhead to go away, so we just let this crackhead hit the DMT thinking it was crack. And I think she's probably a senator now. Good. Timothy Pizza, everybody. Thank you for stopping by. That is, you, do, you smoke DMT out of a crack pipe because you don't want to smoke it out of your weed pipe because it'll retain the DMT properties inside the pipe. So you want a disposable method to smoke private party mutiny radio. Hey! you want to come down go fuck yourself you can't it's private we have shut the gate we all live here now we're building bunk beds as we speak good luck bunking with our next comedian because she is feisty spicy and right nicety or nasty or something i don't know it's Alyssa wonderland give her that for her Clap for your hands. Slide that right in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. No, I'm a fucking lefty. These bitches want to shake my hand. They don't accommodate me. They don't do anything for me. I'm shaking with my left hand because I'm shaking with my goddamn left hand. Now, anyway, um, feisty, nicey, not nice. Never been nice. Nice is not my fucking moniker. Mean, red, and maybe bitch. Uh, go. I've upgraded to cunt, you guys. I'm going. I'm going up to cunt. Anyway, you can't. You can't shack with me for a couple of reasons. I don't let people spend the night, and uh, I don't let people spend the night. Uh, oh, and uh, I definitely don't spend the night at your house. Like, fuck that. I have sleep problems. Like, I need to go home. I have a. I, I'm gonna wake up every two hours and want food. It's <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. But you were talking about rape, Tim, and you know this. <laughs> And I, I love it when someone brings it up for me, you know, like, it's just easy. And it was like, you were talking about how you're not a rapist. And, you know, it's like, m mostly, you know, I'm with you. I don't know anybody you've raped. And I'm down, right? Like, and I figure Tim Pisa, probably not a rapist, right? But your friends are, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Anyway, the thing about rape accusations is that, yes, all men have one. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
but 50? That's physically impossible. You can't, you can't, you can't have 50 rape accusations. Like, that's, like, anyway, I just, I don't understand. Like, I mean, I've got some quippy jokes about rape now because I'm talking about it for a long time, but, like, I figure, like, these Republicans are out there and they're telling women, and, you know, they're right. You know, ladies, we got a lot of work to do. Right? Right? <laughs> right? Ladies? Yeah, they're with, the ladies are with me. Anyway, well, ladies, we do. We, but, but, but what is our work, right? They, the Republicans say that we need to learn how to not be victims. It's really hard to learn how to not be something, right? So we're going to have to learn how to be something instead of learning how to not be something, right? We have to learn how to be something. So what are we going to learn how to be, ladies? Rapists. Because rapists aren't victims. They're not victims. At least not anymore. Um, anyway, I don't actually care about rape, you guys. I don't care about rape. I don't care. And it's, it's crazy. What happened to me was that, like, my mom, like, I watch the news, and you guys watch the news, and then I stop watching the news, and maybe some of you stop watching the news, and sometimes I end up seeing the news on accident. But my mom, she watches the news every goddamn day. My mom is 69 years old, and she thinks that because of everything that's going on in the, in the world, that she has no reason to be here, and that she should just die because the world, the world is shit. It's all going to help. Yeah, and I'm just happy. Right, I'm just happy that she's not bugging me to go back to school. <laughs> right. But then she says to me, then she says, Alyssa, oh my God, you know, right after she tells me that it's all pointless and we're all, you know, we're all, it's all, there's no reason to be here. She tells me that she's afraid that we're all going to die in a nuclear war, that, that DT uh, is going to, you know, get us all bombed and that we're all going to die. I'm like, wait a minute, Mom. Um, so you have no reason to be here, but now all of a sudden you care how you die? <laughs> Just fucking kill yourself already, bitch. Anyway, she did laugh. She's, she likes suicide jokes. Um, but I don't care about any of the stuff happening in the news anymore, right? Because like every day I'm supposed to care about something new. Every day, every hour, every fucking whenever I'm willing to get updates, there's something new I'm supposed to care about. And it's like, ma, I don't care about nuclear war because too many fucking people, good riddance, like let's, let's all die. You're suicidal, fuck this, right? Like I don't care. I don't fucking care about Monsanto. Uh, I don't care, right? Because like, it's just like our air is poison, our water is poison. Like, who gives a fuck if our food is genetically engineered to kill us? Like, I, I don't care about islands of plastic in the Pacific because, because where would San Francisco be without garbage, right? Like, I don't give a fuck about lesbians. I don't care, I don't care about lesbians. Because you people say that, uh, that uh, you can smell the dick all over me, right? Like, I don't care about feminism. I don't care about feminism because, uh, 
Because Caitlyn Jenner was Woman of the Year 2015. Woman of the Year 2015 has a penis, is a murderer, and has done nothing. (laughs) Exactly. Done nothing as a woman except for say that he is a woman. Right? People with vaginas don't even do that, you know. Because we, we don't have the balls. Um, but no, like I said at the beginning, I don't fucking care about rape, right? Like, I don't care about sex. I don't care about sexual harassment. Like, fucking, uh, what's his name? Louis C.K. Jack's off in front of me. I got two options. I punch him in the dick or ask him if we're going to get a room. otherwise like I don't give a fuck I don't give a fuck ladies we gotta say no we can't say no and and giggle we have to say no and stab I don't care I don't care about rape I don't care about rape because I I, I, it's a rite of fucking passage stop crying you whiny bitches and like Bill Cosby Bill Cosby really who told what world what world are these women in like who told these women that they could go over to a rich powerful man's house for dinner and not get fucked okay I'm sorry I don't give a I don't care about racism because I'm white (laughs) and I'm a ginger okay you know what you people do you people I'm talking Asians I'm talking red people I'm talking black people brown yeah all the people you know what you do to me you tell me that I am the devil and that I'm soulless and then you kick me every October 13th. Fuck all of you. I don't give a fuck about homeless people because you keep t- you keep asking me for a dollar. You're just like, just a dollar. I just need a dollar. Bitch, you need a whole house. Stop lying to me. I'm sorry, uh, liberal media, but you have fucking lost because I no longer care about anything. Hashtag rape me. That was Alyssa Westerland, everybody. One more time, Alyssa Westerland. She said, go ahead and rape. I'm not racist. And the dog came on stage and wagged his tail. So... Hopefully, if you're listening at home, you're wagging your tail. <laughs> Preferably, your, your opener's not watching you while you're wagging your tail. That's what's sad is, you know, like, like I have a tattoo of Bill Murray on my forearm. You know how nervous I am when I get up in the morning and get on Reddit? <laughs> like, do you know? Like, kamikaze pilots know what I feel. I, I went on there the other day, and it was like Bill Murray, and I was like, they fucking got the mer. They fucking took him down. And then it was like, bought concert tickets for everybody at the Bluegrass Festival. Like, thank fucking God. We were, we were that close. And I, I get I like I get it and I don't get it, especially with Louie, who as a comedian is one of the biggest topics the comics talk about. Like I understand the aspect of forcing somebody because you feel like you have power over them to force them to like look at something. But like I, I lived in San Francisco for five years and I've worked with developmentally disabled children. Like you have any idea how many people have jacked off in front of me? And, like, 
Like, if we got them all together in one room, we could have our own football team. Like, it'd be like, your home team, the Tuggers. Come here. We're going to beat them or ourselves. Who gives a fuck? I've got a fucking purple heart and people jerking off in front of me. I took a shot. That's why I wear my jacket all the time. This is armor, motherfucker. You think it's just to keep you warm until there's a man's one-armed sword fighting you and you just got to deal with the Stranger Things repercussions. Nobody wants to be like Will and hawk up a worm. Spoilers. Round of applause for Aldo, everybody. Aldo, our wonder dog. (laughs) Through thick and thin, he has kept his ear down and enjoyed all of our commentary. Except for that one part when Ruby was talking. He had a little something in his throat. (laughs) He had to get it out. His ears are up. He heard the word throat. He's excited. (laughs) And I think you guys should be excited as well because we have our next comic coming to the stage right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this man informed you of the events that were happening at the Mutiny Radio's version of 9-11. All right, somebody was attacked. We had the fire department here, and uh, we worked through it as a team. And you should celebrate yourself. And Mike Spiegelman, coming to the stage right now. Thanks. That's probably the best introduction I've ever had. So I'm going to savor that before I even... uh, I want to I wanna thank you guys for uh, being here, and I want to give uh, a shout-out to George. I hope he's all right. Uh, our friend, uh, but we are uh, here. You know, this is a private party, and I know this is an audio thing, but with this dog on the stage and Tim and Tim Pizza's boot on the stage, I think it would go viral if we recorded that. It would be like cute animal video with Spiegelman. Tim, Pizza, Tim Pizza's boot. Like if we had, like, if I posted this video... I think I would get like at least a couple views. Yeah. I, eyeball views. My name is Mike. Hi, how are you guys? Uh, it's, uh, it's great to be here. Uh, it's always, uh, my, my wife's an editor and she's, she's very uh, good with grammar. She's very strict with grammar and she always corrects me. And one time I said, uh, hey, uh, do you want to go out? Whenever you want. And she goes, excuse me, whenever? It's whim ever. <laughs> I, I can't read comic books. I, I don't, well, I don't read the thought bubbles. None of my business. <laughs> no, my but I do try to, I, I watched the Emoji movie, but I watched it on an old DVD player. So it was just a bunch of boxes with X's. <laughs> I, I was completely lost. I could not pick up. I, uh, I like these private parties. The last time I actually did a private party, and it was a lot of fun, I, was, I'm a, I have a comedy duo called Laundry Basket and Spiegelman. And, uh, I'm the straight man, the Spiegelman. And it, the, the basket actually doesn't talk, but we go on stage and we got to perform in a couch uh, in some party. And it was great. Everyone loved me. It was terrific. So that was a good moment. 
Also, House Party 1 is probably a very funny movie. I love that one. <laughs> House Party 2 is so long. It takes forever. Do you know that Whoopi Goldberg shows up during the credits, end credits? She's listed in the credits, too. And then House Party 3. House Party 4 is actually a USA Network uh, made for movie. Anyway, hi, my name is Mike. So I... Uh, <laughs> It's a real dream for me to be here. Well, last night I dreamt I was here. <laughs> I lost the dog on that joke. I, if you don't believe me, I have, you could check out my dream journal. <laughs> well, actually, I have a journal and I write down dreams. And uh, I also have a journal, a diary. During the day, I write down what I do. And it actually just, you know, it's changed from the way I view life. In fact, I remember everything I dream about what I did during the day, which makes my dream journal redundant. So I'm just like, see the diary. Same thing. The diary, writing in the diary really changed my life. And uh, in fact, I can remember everything. In fact, at night, I dream about what I did during the day. That makes me writing in my dream journal redundant. I was just like, see diary. A little bit about myself. I was walking down 17th Street and I saw a caramel apple on the sidewalk and I picked it up and I ate it. Right? It's okay to fuck up in life. <laughs> it's like what I always say, you'll live once. I fucked that up. Let me start again. <laughs> Walking up and then Carmel and YOLO. <laughs> I like going to the library. <laughs> not 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 to read, just to shower. They have a, a poster in the bathroom of the public library and, is, and it says, please don't shower or wash your clothes in the bathroom of the public library. Here's uh, addresses and uh, places and services you can go. And the first time I saw that, I said, Jesus fucking Christ, public library. Can't you have at least one fucking room where I don't have to read? I gotta read this poster. I just stopped washing my clothes and I left, you know? I'm not gonna <laughs> put up with that shit. <laughs> did you know I fucked up by, uh, well I didn't fuck up, but I did a joke about a seizure before like uh, here at the station like about four hours ago, so I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna I, I, I'm not gonna do that. Oh, I know. Just got Netflix. If you don't believe me, check out my TV show, Mike Got Netflix. <laughs> We're on season three. It's uh, this season I get Netflix. It's been a real slow burn. Guys, remember season two when I had HBO? Basic. 
Uh, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, I also bring my notebook on stage, and I know that's a bad habit, but the reason why I do, and most comics don't, is that uh, during my performance tonight, I might actually think of a joke. <laughs> and I want to write it down. So I was just, you know, wanted to make sure there was space on the uh, margins. I am really bad at edibles, and it's because of just who I am. And uh, I always rub people the wrong way. But, you know, if you see me walking down the sidewalk in San Francisco with a popsicle stick in my mouth, you're not going to go, oh, that fat uh, old fuck is uh, having a lollipop walking down Market Street. You know, because with my breath reeking of uh, uh, pop butter, that stuff's gross. So. I'm gonna bury that joke. You know, I uh, don't don't tell children that joke. I have a, a cousin, uh, no, a niece, and she uh, she she kind of butters me up uh, around the holidays. She's like, "Hey, Uncle Mike, you're an old school gamer." I go, "Yeah, I am an old school gamer. Thanks. You uh, have the the Nintendos, yeah. You used to play in the arcade." I go, "Yeah, I used to play video games in the arcades." She goes, "You should buy me a Nintendo Switch." I said, "Well, wait a minute." How much? Uh, how much is that? And she goes, "It's uh, three hundred dollars." I go, three hundred dollars? That's twelve hundred quarters." <laughs> we would have to play six hundred games of doubles just to good break even. Thank you very much. I'm Mike Spiegel, and thank you, Steve. Mike Spiegelman, everybody, give it up for Mike one more time. And you know what? I love you guys. I hate to say it's going to bring, a, bring an end to the show. I just want to let you know that on your way out, or if you enjoyed having us, uh, please donate to the Mutiny Radio Station Foundation. Give us your money uh, or your drugs. You can put drugs in there. Drugs are reciprocated just as well. Um, and uh, before we leave, nice round of applause for our DJ tonight, Sun Tzu. He's out there. He's playing the hits. You guys don't know this, but he mans the phone line, and when it turned out that we went private party, we had a lot of phone calls, all right? We had everyone, yeah, the Kardashians called in. They wanted to be a part of it. We said, sorry, uh, you would definitely make the dog dry heave. We cannot, cannot have you or your shallow personalities here. Um, but you know what, guys? Tonight, we, uh, we had some unexpected turn of events. Uh, we faced some adversity as a group. And uh, I'd like to go out on a limb and say it was the Christmas spirit that brought us all together here. And not addiction. It was a Christmas spirit. <laughs> so we, we, should, we should go out on a Christmas. We, as a group, we should close this out as a group. It's homage. Sun Tzu, what do you got Christmas style you could load up for us? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All right, on me, people. One, two. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows like a seizure. All of the other reindeer. Used to laugh and call him names like Saint, whatever. They never let poor Rudolph bleed on the fucking floor with dilated eyeballs and blood coming out of his mouth like a fucking weird. Sorry. And that has been Pam Tastic's Comedy Clubhouse. I hope you enjoyed it as much as you enjoyed us. This is Private Party, people. Enjoy it and suck it. Bye.
He's sucking you. He puts it grab grab. Your jerky creamy three bushy tail beauties motorcycle scoop and hop bathtub explosions. Watch Tim Conway. Rig for shortness. Slowly exposed limp cock with severe twist in middle, shaped like number seven. Drip of cup on tip. Lock arms and sides. Teeth chatter like icy bougie. Butt shoving. They made a real big hamster. Plastic ball. Roll around squeaky eeky. Nubile, phi-beta, kappa, co-ed, rump, raised for anal badminton. Sunsy. Ew. Ew. If you have to hear me out, is it is it mansplaining? If you're technically right, like I'm just saying, if it's at that point, isn't it just correct information? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, no, no, no. Give the example. Give the example. Like if someone one minute. Oh boy. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, no. I. I. <laughs> Okay. So if someone, if you're, 